Welcome back, everybody. I'm having uh, fun speaking with Ben Milliken. Uh, ben is an actor. Ben is a producer. Uh, ben is uh, is a father, and uh, we see his son on occasion. He may run by. There you go. <laughs> right on cue. Hey, the guy has the guy has perfect uh, actor timing. Perfect so, timing. Yeah, so that works. Please welcome to the program, Ben Milliken. How you doing? I'm doing very well. I love that. So your son is five or six? Where, what he's, five, he's, he's five years old. When, when does he turn six? Uh, June. So he, <laughs> he, turned, he turned five in June during quarantine. We had a quarantine birthday for him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we just had a quarantine birthday for my daughter who turned 16. And we're about to have one for my son who turns uh, 11 in eight days. So Wow. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. But yes, I'm I'm I, I remember fondly the times when uh, you know my kids were five years old. Uh, not that they're you know bad or worse now, but uh, they are really really. I, I would imagine it's just different. I guess I guess when they're five, they they still like you. Yeah, very and, much. <laughs> and then like you're still cool. I guess. It's it's you kind know? of that that beautiful innocence of uh, yeah. Those, viewing you in the best uh, light and uh, yeah. yeah that goes away quickly. exactly exactly <laughs> yeah i can imagine yeah but he's, he seems to be doing great so enjoy it while you can um yeah perfect so uh, what i wanted to talk to you about is i know you have a, a project that came out recently that um that i actually yeah. you know, saw the trailer it's really interesting Again, talking about uh, you know young boys and uh, you know dreaming, and um, it's called the Mighty Oak, and um, I, I recommend for people to watch it. We're going to have a link uh, um, you know below so people can check it out on Prime or they can go to a few other places. But it's a really nice project, and uh, you got to act in it. Then you were an executive producer as well. Uh, yeah. I want to talk to you a little bit about it. So you started. As an actor, I know that that project came about really quickly for you. How did that, uh, you know, evolve into you being the executive producer as well? Um, <clears throat> that happened, you know, oh, that happened actually almost a year after we had shot the thing. Um, you know, the the final film. It was finally done, all the post-production, all of that stuff. And then um, I was talking to one of the executive producers and he, uh, you know, just talked about the strategy and what they were doing moving forward and all of that sort of stuff. And, you know, I, uh, we, were, we were chatting and it turned out that I could be of assistance and could kind of help along that road and in the kind of back end of the film. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so they brought me on in as as an executive producer and uh and we kind of went from there nice how did you enjoy um you know working from that uh, uh side of the uh, project it was fun uh you know because i had i had such a great time doing the movie and so i was really passionate about the project and and I wanted to see it get, you know, the justice it deserved kind of thing. I wanted to see it like I wanted people to watch this movie and to be able to see this movie because it was it was a special film uh, for everybody involved. Mm -hmm. And everybody worked so hard on this film. 
Um, so I just, I just wanted to do whatever I could to, to make sure, make sure that people got to see the movie, people got to enjoy the movie and that everybody that puts their heart and soul into this film, you know, got what they deserved. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what, what made it special for you personally? Um, well, one, it was the experience uh, of, of shooting the film. So I showed up on set and it was one of those things where the entire cast and crew sat down uh, for the first table read. Mm. And I, we all kind of looked at each other and there was just an instant bond. It was, it was just an instant friendships right away. And so we, we so funny. We sort of just looked around and was like, "This is really going to work." Um, and yeah, those friendships have carried on. And uh, uh, I mean, it was just one of those things. Was just it was a special environment, you know. It was it was just the energy of the set and and the way everybody worked together pretty much seamlessly and you know it, that's what made it special yeah um I, I i smiled when you said energy because as you were talking um i kept on thinking back to uh to you know my shows and yeah. um sometimes there's just that energy and it's uh, it's easy and you don't have to think it just everything flows so yeah. in my mind i had energy as the word and then you said it uh, yeah it was just that the vibe of it the energy of it it was it was that's what really just i don't know it really made it special yeah i got you and then super uh, important yeah absolutely um because again, I mean, for for you, it was a really quick shoot. I think you've done the whole thing in two weeks. Is that correct? Like two weeks, yeah. yeah. It was so fast. Yeah. Um, it raises interesting, uh, inter well, lots of interesting uh, points. There's a lot of heart uh, in the movie, which I, I, I which yeah. I appreciate. But it deals with the question of uh, reincarnation, uh, or yeah. it brings that into uh, into a uh, topic uh, to discuss um what's your opinion has is it before the movie and after the movie have uh have you changed any of your own perspectives no i think the movie i think the movie um it just brings up the question mm -hmm. it doesn't actually push an agenda right which which i felt was really really nice uh because it just it just makes you kind of say oh what if yeah. or it, it makes you just it kind of entertain the thought but it mm -hmm. doesn't say this is what these particular filmmakers believe therefore we're trying to push something through and 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 make you believe that it just mm -hmm. it just kind of asks the audience a question mm -hmm. and um i thought that was a really nice way to kind of bring that into a movie just because uh you know i think a film a lot of times should be a dialogue with an audience, mm -hmm. you know, rather than, you know, some films push an agenda and some films should ask a question, mm -hmm. you know, 
And this was one of those films that just asked a question. Um, and, uh, you know, my views didn't really change from the beginning to the end of the film in regards to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it did get me asking the question, you know, and, and, and thinking about it a little bit. And, you know, could there be instances in my own life where that could be a factor or that could have been, you know, kind of real, but, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it converted me to a reincarnation guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And again, it's, um, it's, I'm it's not a- saying I'm opposed to those beliefs or anything like that. I'm like, it's, it's, I just don't think that's where I am. But I think basically where I am in regards to all of this is like, we're all going to find out one day, but when we find out, I don't think we'll be able, we'll be around to tell everybody else. So usually not. Um, It's, it's an interesting question. There have been uh, films that deal with it, uh, which I, and just, it's, it's one of those exercises where, you kind of decide what is it that you believe and it asks you and it provides an opportunity for you to uh, to go deep within oneself, which I yeah. truly So uh, I enjoy me, that too. I enjoy that too. So it's it's kind of nice to nice to be respectfully asked the question and say, hey, look, what do you think of this? Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah. And um, as a dad, I mean, you you did the movie uh, a little while ago, but you already had your son uh, then. Yeah. So did it influence any of uh, your choices as an actor uh, working with, uh, I mean, he's not a child, but uh, working with a youngster? Um, I mean, being a dad influences everything I do. So, <laughs> you know, there can't, there, there's probably, hey, my light just got better. Um, there's, there's probably not a single thing where, where, you know, being a father doesn't come into my mind and influence, uh, my decisions. Mm. I think being a dad since, since I've gotten jobs and worked on projects before and after being a father, it definitely broadens my, uh, perspective on certain things, Mm. um, and my choices, when it comes to material, definitely does get influenced by being a dad. Hmm. So do you find that uh, you're more interested in projects in which you get a chance to, you know, focus more from that perspective as somebody who is, you know, more of an adult and grown as opposed to a, uh, some of the projects like Blue Crush 2, you were playing somebody who's younger, who still doesn't have those experiences. So do you tend to you know, gravitate towards uh, the la- uh, the former uh, type of projects? Um, not really. I, I gravitate more towards material. Mm-hmm. So uh, the material, whether it be, you know, that kind of role or, or not, for me, it's all about story and what is the story. And if it's a story that's, you know, compelling and needs to be told or, has the purpose of making somebody laugh or, or has a message or whatever, um, it's specific purpose, you know, I gravitate towards the material, um, first and foremost, Mm -hmm. 
being a dad just adds an extra layer of, of, of perspective to kind of everything. And that's more of an internal thing. You know, that's, that's not really something that I feel as though I need to go and, and project in every single role I do. It's more of an internal thing from my own process where, where I'm able to kind of see things and I'm sure every single dad can attest to this, that, that you never see things the same after. Mm-hmm. I think it's because it's never about you again, you know? Yeah. And I think that that kind of bleeds into the work. Yeah, for me, I noticed that, you know, since I became a father, I tend to look at adults uh, from the perspective of, well, you know, this person was a kid. And I, I see them as a kid and some of the issues that they're going through as an adult, I get to be more empathetic uh, to them because I view them not as this arbitrary adult figure, but as somebody who was a child. And I kind of, I see that. That's how I view myself. Huh? <laughs> That's how I view myself. <laughs> there's, there's never more of a mirror than than having a, having a child. Yep. You know, they they really show you exactly who you are. Yeah, and it could be a, yeah, it could be a very pleasant <laughs> experience or a very painful one. I agree. It's definitely confronting either way. Yeah, it's the best though. Yeah, I, I understand. It's been, it's been the ultimate, the ultimate. A, a, a dear friend of ours said said to us, my wife and I. You know, some parents have kids that are brought into the world for them to teach, and some parents have kids that are brought into the world to teach them. Mm-hmm. And, and we definitely got one that was brought into this world to teach us. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. I, I I heard you talk about uh, how wise and um, you know emotionally mature your son is and how sensitive he is so it was it was really nice to hear that yeah yeah he really is he really is he's he's like all of the best parts Hmm. of myself and my wife combined and it's so amazing to see it's beautiful and he's he's got this he's just got this heart that just is just for people and it's 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 amazing, and, but he was born that way. He came mm-hmm. out like that, and and it's, of course, it's like the environment that he he grows up in has a lot to do with it. But it's it's like he had it ingrained in him mm-hmm. that it was just you know he 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 shares, and no one taught him how to share. Like I I've, I've never seen a kid that does that before. Normally it's mine, 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 that he like shares and he is compassionate and and it's, he's a real special kid. I'm not just saying that because he's mine, but he is. Yeah, no, I, um, it sounds like it, it certainly does. And uh, again, brings, brings us uh, back around to reincarnation of, you know, if, if one is to believe that, then your son you know, must have been somebody at a high level of spiritual uh, development that is bringing some of that uh, through to this lifetime. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I suppose you could say that. Um, you know, that's that's my my way of of uh, kind of looking at everything. Uh, I yeah. do incarnation, so if people haven't gotten that by now, I certainly do. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's just and I, again, a cool concept and something to uh, to help you view the world through a different prism. And uh, sometimes it's uh, it's very helpful. Um, sometimes it's very confusing, but <laughs> you go with you go with both. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. Know. So um, being you know being a father, okay, the last question in terms of the kids, but from the acting perspective, it's interesting to me that you know having a young uh, son who you you know still are drawn to and having to be away uh, working as an actor yeah um does again does it influence the type of projects that you say yes to because this one i'll be more local and more present and this one i'll have to be away for a number of months um you know how does that work into the equation for you um i think you know those are all once again, it's it's based mm. on the material, um, and and based on the project, obviously. Mm. But um, it's also, you know, it's a funny thing because a lot of times people ask about, you know, how do you deal with being away for such an extended amount of time. Mm. But what I have found so far is I'm home more than I'm away. So as uh, even if I'm away, you know, all up a quarter of the year or something like that, that's three quarters of the year that I'm, I'm here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was someone in a nine to five job that comes home every night. Mm -hmm. They, they, they miss more moments than i do even if i travel a lot you know what i mean like i was fortunate enough to be home for my son's first steps mm. i was because of my job it was in the middle of the day and he got up and started working if i had a regular regular job you know i would have missed him yeah. you know and and whoever was taking care of him would have would have been the witness of his first steps and they wouldn't have been walking towards me so you know there's so much that i do get to see and be a part of and um you know experience with him mm -hmm. with this career path because of the amount that of time of off time that i do get um don't get me wrong, the times away are hard. Yeah. You know, even with things like Skype and FaceTime and stuff, and you can still kind of interact face to face, but it's through a screen, it's it's not the same. Mm. Um and those times are hard. Uh but they make the home times much better. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. Certainly does, and thank you, thank you for answering that. Um, so I remember again, you know, listening to some of the interviews that you've done. Um, you know, people looking at you right now won't uh, certainly understand how that's possible. But in the when you were younger, you were a chubby kid. Um, so yeah. at, at least that's what I heard you say. Is that is that accurate? 
Yeah, yeah, I, I was a chubby kid. Yeah, and then you uh, you started boxing, I think, at, uh, at a time when you were 11 years old. And 11 that, years old, yeah. yeah that, that helped uh, you in many ways. Um, yeah. Thinking from where you are right now, you know, a number of years later, what was that moment? Was that a pivotal moment in your life? Um, and how did it help you get to who you are right now? When I started boxing, was it pivotal? Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. It was probably one of the most pivotal moments in my life. Uh, you know, I learned a discipline. Um, I learned how to show up to something even when I didn't want to. Um, or yeah. when I didn't feel like it or when I felt tired, it was just, you just go. Even if you don't do anything, you just go. Um, and, you know, it was something about the confidence in myself that it gave me. Because mm -hmm. um, I started boxing because I heard a rumor that some kid wanted to beat me up at school. So uh, I had no idea like how to fight or anything like that. I wasn't one of the kids that fought. So, so I was like, I better learn how to defend myself. So I started and, you know, nothing ever came of it. It was just a, a rumor that never actually happened. But I found something in boxing that, you know, it wasn't about violence and it wasn't about any of that. It was more about um, testing yourself against yourself mm -hmm. every single day and having that discipline with your with your own body and then knowing in yourself that you can kind of handle yourself yeah. and you you know the you know the capabilities and the limitations of your own body and then you know what how far you can actually push yourself you know because a lot of people they go so far and then when you think you're at the point where you can't go anymore, you're only like 40% done. You can always go further. You can always go one more. You can always, you know, do one, one more. And so it taught me how to, you know, just go for things and, and, and really kind of push myself and, and set goals and work really hard to, to, to get to them in a physical way um and i think that's a good once you experience something physically i think it really gets ingrained in your psyche and in your subconscious that you can kind of access that habitually yeah um i know you still box <clears throat> you still practice you're not competing but uh, you still box that's that's a part yeah. of your regimen uh that's yeah. great um, yeah I, I find that uh, being on set for so long and being an actor is, is physically, emotionally, psychologically, energetically draining. So uh, keeping your body in shape uh, is paramount to you having any kind of uh, success as an actor as well. Absolutely. It yeah. absolutely is. Um, I mean, I, I can always, I, I always feel different if I'm, if I'm not working out or I'm not, 
taking care of myself physically, it, it always, it always bleeds into every other area of my life. Like Mm -hmm. I'll notice other things starting to kind of crumble, you know, and, 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 you know, my, I, I start being, getting a little more irritable. I start getting less motivated. I, I'm more tired, which you'd think it would be the opposite. I'm, I'm lethargic and I, I don't want to do anything. But then once I start again and I start, you know, sticking to that routine, then I'm, I'm that you can't stop me. Yeah. Um, same way. And, you know, I'm in front of my computer a lot. Uh, I do the show before the show. I do the prep. Uh, I have, you know, other commitments that are, you know, paying the bills at the moment and they're all in front of the computer. And I notice I'm, I'm older than you are, but I notice that if I'm not, uh, moving, if my body does not move throughout the day, if my number of steps is not at least at, you know, six, seven thousand then I feel like I want to go to sleep all the time. And uh, it actually changes the chemistry in your brain. It actually does. It's like science. (laughs) It changes everything. And then you feel like you want to go to sleep all the time, but the quality of the sleep is no way near as good, right? Yep. Yep. It's just, it's, yeah. So I, I find that, you know, I get up in the morning, I have to do a little workout, I have to get the, some walking in, uh, you know, prepping for interviews, I go down to the basement where I have uh, my treadmill, I pop an interview on the TV, so I'm doing my prep while I'm walking, instead of yeah. you know, sitting in front of the computer. So I'm getting that, you know, kind of engine going in the middle of the day, I have to get up, I have to do something. And then yeah. in, the, in the late afternoon, evening hours, I have to be active. If I'm not active, forget it. It, it just yeah. it does not work out. The whole body goes bye-bye. <laughs> it just goes bye-bye. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, I'm just starting a new new regimen, actually. I'm, I'm prepping for my next project, um, which yeah, is going to be it. Here as well, you cut the hair short. Oh, uh, this is just quarantine. So <laughs> this, is, this, this is just, you can't get a haircut anywhere else, so I just do it myself. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm, it's, you know, twice a day now, kind of two workouts now, and it's going to be a pretty physically demanding role. So I'm excited yeah. for that. It's going to be a new challenge for me. Nice. Um, I, I find it interesting. And I talked about uh, this because an idea came to mind as I was talking to, uh, to another actor, um, you know, a UK actor. I know technically you were born in the UK. You were there until you were two, but you're, you're basically Australian <laughs> because yeah. you, in Sydney at the time, uh, yeah. and he was talking about boxing and martial arts, and the idea came to mind that when we're looking at boxing, that boxing or some sort of martial arts uh, really has to be a part of a uh, part of course of study for an actor, because when we're in a scene, the scene is all about the connection. The scene is all about noticing what's happening in the eyes, what's happening in the body, being able to. Uh, absorb it, listen, and be affected by it. And I think that you know, being in a boxing ring, you know, working one-on-one, even in a in a you know sparring session without getting hit in the face uh, hard, um, it can be really helpful to an actor because they get to understand the dynamics of what it's like to be in an actual scene with a person. So I think 
maybe in some way, yeah. you know, being a boxer also helped you be a better actor. Well, it all comes down to one word, uh, presence. Yeah. In a boxing ring, whether it's sparring or not, I mean, sometimes you still do get hit pretty hard even when you're sparring. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had some doozies. Um, but um, <clears throat> you can't afford to be one to be anything less than 100% present. Yeah. Because, you know, a quarter of a second can change everything. A, yeah. uh, just that millisecond of distraction mm -hmm. uh, changes, can change everything, you know? Um, and that you can, you can see that when, when you're, say, for instance, when you're watching something, you, and you can see two actors, you know, doing a scene and then you notice you're like, ah, oh, for some reason, I just didn't believe that person in that moment. Yep. Because you saw him leave the scene for a second. And that something took him out or something, you know, usually the editors will cut away from that scene. But like even in, you know, a class scenario or something like that. And I've noticed that myself, like in some of my own performances if i've been you know on set or in a class scenario or anything i've noticed when i'm right there with someone 100 percent mm. present and everything else kind of disappears yeah. and those are the moments you work for right those are the, that's that's why you do it because it's because it's pure bliss that one that one moment if you get it you're lucky you yep. get one of those moments you're so lucky but then you notice you're having that moment and boom you're taken out of it right away yep. um and and i've been able to notice in myself just even when i do it in everyday life i'll be having like a conversation with somebody and then realize like wow i'm i'm not here with you at this at the for like three seconds i was gone i was completely somewhere else started yeah. i've started saying that to people too like, i'm i'm so sorry i just completely checked out and yeah. didn't hear what you said can we can we start again please yeah. um but yeah it's that presence that is that is the key the most important factor i think for anything yeah um as you were saying that um I again my my references come from all, all sorts of places including films that I've watched. I don't know if you've ever seen uh Somewhere in Time with uh with um, uh, uh Christopher Reeves. Uh it was uh it was a movie. You haven't seen it. It's uh, it's um you know 30 20 30 years old at least. But it's a really really fantastic uh film where in a way, he kind of goes back in time to uh, to meet the love of his life, um, mm -hmm. and I don't want to give anything away because uh, if you watch it, uh, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. But there is a moment where he loses being present in that uh, moment for a second, and he completely gets taken out of that. So immediately, that's where I go, and I'm like, yes, that's that's a perfect analogy to being in a scene. And then not being fully present, and yeah. you're out, and it's it's you it's almost impossible to get back in, and you have to go a different take. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
yeah. Watch that movie if you get a chance. I think you'll enjoy okay, it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a note of that for sure. Somewhere in time with Christopher Reeve. Um, yeah, there's another wonderful actress uh, whose name escapes me at the moment, but uh, she's you know very very well known, um, which we'll look up. And I'm gonna put a link below the video so everybody <laughs> can watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just making a note of it right now on my phone. Yeah. Um, so you've mentioned again being on set and. Uh, uh, it's always interesting for me to know what are your kind of three top things to be aware of as an actor on set. You mentioned, you know, presence, uh, and uh, we'll have that as the first. What are two others that you find are paramount in order to be successful? Be nice to everybody. Mm -hmm. Not to get somewhere, but just be nice to everybody because that's the right thing to do. Um, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, act actors, there are times when actors can tend to get caught up in the, this is my show kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a very self-involved kind of profession, isn't it? It's very like, yeah, it's, it's very, uh, and I, I don't think that it's that way on purpose, but everything is, is cause you're judging yourself all the time mm -hmm. and everyone else is kind of judging you from the beginning. It can, well, it can feel that way. Um, because you know, you get told no so often and you get told this and you get told that you go and audition and you're not right for the part. It's not, you know, like a product you're selling, it's you that is, right? So it's like a very kind of self-involved profession. And I think that can have a way of really playing on people's minds. And if you, if you don't have the kind of, if you don't kind of have the mentality that, you know, as an actor, in a film or tv show or anything it's really not about you it's about the story and you're you have a job there to do there just like everybody else mm -hmm. and this is where you fit in the cog of getting this story told this is just your 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 part in telling this story and you know every single person in my eyes deserves and deserves just as equal amount of respect you know from the director to the actors to the pas to everybody everybody is so important on a film set um so my to wardrobe people to everybody just be nice and respectful to everybody and courteous yeah. you know even down to at the end of the day you know hang your clothes up for the wardrobe yeah. people because they're going to come into your trailer and they're either going to pick them up off the floor where you leave them or they're going to take them on the hanger hang them up yeah. You know, be be nice to everybody. 
because that's the right thing to do. You know, and that's, that's probably one of my first and foremost rules for myself when it comes to being on a set. That's, that's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third one would be, oh, uh, you know, would be, you know, respect the material, you know, Hmm. respect the material um, and respect the the craft, show up prepared, show, show up, um, do your homework, show up ready. Um, And that's not just for that. It's just, you know, for everybody say that just goes into being nice to everybody. That's part of being nice to everybody. Cause if you're showing up prepared, you're showing up ready, then you've, you've got all these people that are showing up before you. And then you've got all these people that are going to leave after you, you know, and they're all there dependent on you getting this part of the job done. So that everybody can do their jobs. Like everything's kind of hanging on that. And if you show up ready, prepared, you know all of your lines, you've done your homework and you can just get in there and and work with the directors and collaborate with your other, your castmates and just make something great, then it just makes everybody's job easier. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. Um, it's, it's good to hear. And I hear that um, often where Again, we as people have to hear something at least seven times before before it gets through. So uh, yeah. I'm hoping that you know people watching these interviews are going to keep on hearing that same thing from all of the actors, and it's going to become second nature to them. So uh, thank yeah, you. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's uh, you know during this uh, this uh, time of COVID when the things slowed down? Uh, have you had a chance to binge any shows? Uh, what's what's been uh, something? So many that, shows. Yeah, you, you spend time on uh, on a particular show or a film. We're, uh, we're you know what we're watching right now, um, Haunting of Bly Manor. Hmm, okay. the, did you see Haunting of Hill House? No, uh, it's not exactly my genre, but I've heard of it. No, seen... it's not my it's not mine either. Okay. Um, but like scary, scary movies and scary shows, like I, I don't do well with. I get, I get scared. Um, right. But it's so well written and so well done, and it's, it's so like the characters are so complex and and fantastic, and there are twists that I didn't see coming. It's more of a mystery than anything else. So yeah. we're we're kind of hooked on that right now. I wrote that um, down. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Um, we just watched Utopia as well, mm-hmm. and right. that was that that was cool. Very interesting to watch it now, <laughs> but it was it was a good show. It was a good show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, uh, there are so many good television shows. We also went and revisited some of the old shows that we watched, like. We rewatched Dexter. We started rewatching Lost. We, uh, you know, thinking about doing it with Breaking Bad. I don't know. I, I, I can, I, I know myself 
too well to know that if I start Lost or if I start Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones uh, yeah. or Sopranos, I'm going to I'm going to sit and I'm going to finish it. And I just don't have the time. So I am yeah. not allowing myself to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Oh, how good was The Sopranos? My goodness, that was such a good show. Yeah. Um, One of the best characters is ever written for television, Tony Soprano. Yeah. I mean it's 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 acclaimed. It's it's uh you know the, the first, second or third best TV drama of all time. Of all time. Yeah. Um my my favorite show has been The West Wing. So that's that's the oh one. Oh my that... gosh, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. They're doing a reunion thing. I uh, they they are I think fifteenth uh, of October. Uh, they they all got together a few weeks ago and they shot this and it's airing fifteenth of October. One of my uh, dear friends uh, was a part of that. Um, oh wow! Um, yeah, Tom um, Thomas Capacci, uh, who uh, plays uh, Bob Slattery on the show and he's the uh, deputy uh, deputy secretary. Um, oh, wow. And I, you know, they were kind enough to to kind of send some photos along. So I saw him, and all meeting everybody. Uh, it's it was just so cool, sweet and surreal uh, thing. Now in COVID time, to to see all of them, um, you know, yeah. wearing special equipment, uh, you know, taking photos. It was, it's it's one of those shows that uh, I've I've I didn't watch it when it came out. Uh, I watched it. No, me uh, either. I watched it later on. Yeah, and then I, it's it's still my top favorite drama ever. And yeah, uh, it's it's definitely up there. I mean, Sorkin's yeah. just a genius, though. It's just I again I uh, newsroom. I love newsroom. Uh, it's unfortunately it was short lived, but I love newsroom. I love Sports Night. Uh, just uh, I think Adam Sorkin is—he has that touch that I truly enjoy in the show. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin, Aaron, the way he does dialogue, like his dialogue is almost like a song. Just the way it just. Yeah. And the walk and talk. Like he invented the walk and talk. He, Brilliant. He said that it was not actually him who invented it. It was his DP that showed him an idea for it. And then yeah. immediately said, "Yep, let's let's do it." But he's the one who who got it started on that on TV. Yeah. yeah, fantastic! I love it. Love uh, it. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin. I didn't mean Adam Sorkin. Um, <laughs> there is there is another Sorkin who they're not related, uh, as far as I know, but uh, he is uh, one of the three uh, co-creators of uh, Billions, uh, which is my uh, second. I haven't watched Billions. Ooh, you want to see, uh, I mean, aside from an extremely intelligent and interesting show with plenty of uh, twists, but you want to see an acting clinic? You know, for me, yeah. Billions is acting school. Just watching Paul Giamatti, watching <laughs> watching uh, Damian Lewis, watching uh, all of these incredible actors on screen, I, I basically watch, then I back up, <laughs> then I rewatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, what about Succession? Did you like Succession? I know of it. I have not seen it. I, I definitely. Oh, yeah. You gotta watch Succession. Yeah, that's a good show. I'm, I'm gonna write that down also. Write that one down. Perfect. Thank you.
Um, if, um, again, for people who do not know you, uh, if you had to kind of define yourself in three words, what would those words be? Oh my gosh, these are the worst questions ever. I, not that, not all of them, but it's just define yourself in three words. How can you do this? It's like bullet pointing yourself. Um, mm -hmm. How would I define myself in three words? Uh, define myself in three words. I don't know, man. <laughs> that comes to mind and uh, I, well to, to give you a little more time as you're thinking about it i asked this because yeah. i i'm a believer that in trying to understand who you are yeah. you go through this exercise and i made myself go through this exercise and come up with one word that describes me and defines me that is that kind of at the core of who i am so what is that, it tell me i'd be so interested to know for me, uh, I, I kind of created a word, <laughs> and that uh -huh. word is inspirer. Um, okay. That's that's kind of my my purpose in life. I am here to inspire others uh, in many different ways. You know, the show is gotcha. one of those ways. I'm a poet, so uh, you know, I do all sorts of inspirational memes. Um, I coach. I speak to uh, you know people as a motivational speaker. Everything that I'm doing seems to be about sharing of experiences in order to inspire people to be better, to grow, to um, become better versions of themselves, to get in touch with who they truly are, to live their life to uh, you know to the fullest, and to get in touch with their essence of being and then live that. So, inspirer for me. Is okay. Yeah, I hear you there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think one of the things, like in when it comes to always wanting to be growing and always wanting to be better. That's something that I mm -hmm. am always doing because I think everything else, you know, that we've talked about today is yeah. secondary to that. So um, <clears throat> I, I have a thing where uh, I always want to be better than I was yesterday. Yeah. Um, and, you know, consistently want to be better than yesterday. So I guess that those would be the three words, better than yesterday. Yeah. And guess what the title for this uh, segment is going to be? Better than yesterday. <laughs> there yes. it is. Yeah. And I think it, that's important. Even if it's just one simple thing. Yep. If you do one simple thing better than yesterday, you've grown. And yeah. it also means that you have to look at yourself and you have to question yourself and take an honest, honest uh, inventory of yourself for the day. Yeah. You know, did I have an attitude today? Did I react in a way that i shouldn't have reacted to something that didn't need to be reacted to or was i in a mood because i you know it's just uh, everything gets played and then the why mm -hmm. so that's something and i wasn't always like that that's something that actually my my wife really helped me realize and kind of 
see because she's someone that does that and has always kind of done that just naturally always tried to be a better person she you know she looks at herself every single day and and that's something that i was able to pick up from her it's just yeah. always try to be better than you were the day before yeah um it's great and that's such a such a great and easy thing to um to carry and at the end of every day a question um, yeah yeah and you know as as a side comment aren't wife's great I, oh my I, gosh they so are and and i don't mean that in uh well people can think of it whatever they want but I can tell you for sure that, you know, I've been married for almost 21 years now. Uh, I think 21 years, congratulations. Thank you. 10 for you, I think, right? Is that correct? 10, or? 10 for us. We just had our 10th in uh, August. Congrats. Um, and I can tell you with all honesty and without any hesitation that uh, because of my wife, I am a far, far better person than i was before her um, 100%. yeah so i am i'm a big i'm a big fan <laughs> big fan of wives that's yep. for sure we don't deserve wives Does that uh, yeah and my my wife really, really. Yeah. uh has, has gone through a lot of uh, crap with me so god bless her for uh for still yeah. doing it. <laughs> I, I know i know it's just like it amazes me hmm you know just how one one thing my wife's you know one of my biggest inspirations and my muse and my best friend in the entire world um and it's 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 fascinating how sometimes i sit there and think oh man if, if i'd have never met you when i met you then i don't know where i would be yeah you know because i was a mess then so imagine what i'd be like now <laughs> yeah good job by both of you uh by yeah. by her for for inspiring and for you for actually taking and doing something about that inspiration so. well that's the thing it's just you've got to want to listen mm -hmm. you've got to want to change and you've got to want to be better yeah. you know otherwise it doesn't work yeah, which again brings us back to uh, to the whole acting part, right? When the mm -hmm. other person in the scene is talking, uh, really listen and allow that really to listen. Uh, be open to it. So, yeah. Um, thanks, man. It's it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, yeah. Good luck with sure. the upcoming challenging project. I'm happy that you get a chance to uh, work out twice a day now, which is good. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, let us know when it's out. We'll definitely uh, post it and, uh, you know, hopefully people get to see it as well. All righty. Thank you yeah. so much. This was fun. Yeah, my pleasure. And thanks to everybody for tuning in into another episode of The Love of Acting. We know you love it as much as we do, and that's why we enjoy doing this for you. Thank you. Thank you so much.